Hello and welcome to season two of Cows Not Cow, how to make your networking really work. Where this time, the herd is heard. I'm John Ellis. Joining me as always, our networking aficionado, Andrew Smith. Hi, Andrew. Hi, John. Good to see you again. And you. Now, hopefully, as we edge towards a close in season two, you, if you're listening to this, are getting value, maybe some tips from everything you're hearing, realizing some networkers you maybe know from your scene who are proficient and accomplished in that environment were once as nervous as you feel tackling it now. We're all on that same path, but some may be slightly further ahead and others a little bit further back from where you see yourself at the moment. Everyone we speak to has value to offer, and today is no exception. In just a minute, as we meet Nikki Carney from Cognition Coaching. But before we do that, let me check in with the Rolodex in your mind, Andrew, and ask if you can remember where your networking path first crossed with Nikki's. Yeah, you won't be surprised here. I'm still struggling to remember what happened this morning. <laughs> but I think that Nikki and I started chatting online, and the first time we met in person was at one of our networking events. Thank goodness Nikki's nodding there. <laughs> Extremely that answer. Hi, Nikki. Thank you for coming on. Um, before we get into your networking journey, tell us a little bit about your, your own business, Cognition Coaching. I set up the business in November 2017, and uh, my background is in HR and learning and development. And um, I wanted to kind of take this um, psychometric colour profiling out into the um, kind of the environment in Aberdeen where companies that hadn't used it before. So my background is predominantly oil and gas. They used it quite um, extensively over the years. Um, and I now work with a lot of SMEs who have never used it before and, and they get a lot of value from it. So um, it's for me, it's about raising people's self-awareness of how they how their behaviours impact on others. So I might be someone who's quite an extrovert, so you'll hear me before you see me, um, and I can impact quite negatively on someone who's a natural reflector that thinks, oh, dear God, here she comes again. I just need a bit of space, you know, to kind of um, process what she's going on about. Um, so it's, it, that's what gets me out of bed in the morning. And I'm thinking from a, from a networking point of view, like a lot of our other guests, you've probably worked both with someone else and as a business owner yourself. Have you networked for both? Where, where did your networking journey start? I pretty much hadn't networked before um, when I worked for companies. I never needed to do it. So when I set up the business, I had to network. Um, I always, I've always seen myself as quite a confident person. But when I had to go do that, I was absolutely terrified. And I think everybody feels the same. You're walking into a room full of people you don't know. You don't know how to start conversations. There's nothing more uh, intimidating than saying, Hi, I'm Nikki Carney from Cognition Coaching. Mm-hmm. What do I say next? So, um, so yeah, I started. I started from um, the bottom <laughs> and worked, worked my way up, as it were. Um, but I, I also found... so. Andrew's right, we we started, uh, we connected online. Um, and as I started the networking journey, I had heard more and more about ABN. And I thought there's something to this. And there's lots of people telling me, you need to go to ABN. Um, so that was pretty much my first starting point. Um, and I think it, you know, not just because Andrew's in the room, um, but he made it so um, easy and welcoming. Um, when, I, when we did first meet face-to-face that I thought, this is great. You know, I, I can do this. This is this is something I can do. You talked there about saying it was intimidating, you know, the first networking event or, or events. Uh, it was a room full of strangers. In, in what other way, you know, was it daunting? Was it intimidating? Was it the sheer number of people that were, were there? Was it what you were going to say? 
And what other ways did you find it daunting to start off with? I think probably it it was you went in and it was just a sea of faces. So it was the, the volume of people. And then also seeing that people were in clusters and you think, oh, right, which, which, which cluster can I go to? And I think um, the, the easiest thing for me was pick someone that was standing on their own because they're bound to be feeling exactly the same as I was. Um, and then once you can engage with that person, I was kind of keeping one eye out on, well, who else is coming in and being on their own and trying to catch their eye to make them feel welcome and come and join our little group, as it were. Andrew, um, we, we've spoken about this sort of thing in, in theory um, in season one, but that sounds almost like the perfect approach to me. Yes, it is. You know, very, very much so. That, that is, it is commonplace. Your networker comes in, so many people there. You know, as Nikki says, there's a group four or five people deep in conversation, but they might not all be fours and fives. There could be, you know, one or two separated from the pack, separated from the herd, yeah, and looking out for them because they'll be so glad of somebody to speak to. And that was obviously that person was Nikki. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to use the word herd there, well done. Carrying, carrying that analogy forward. Um, you're the boss of your own company, Nikki. I've asked people this before. Given that this company is your thing, your baby, does that play into the responsibility that you attach to your networking? So you're not just out there as an employee. Does it carry more of a weight responsibility for your networking when you are personally invested? Absolutely. And, and it drives you as well because, you know, you are the face of your company. Um, and, you know, there's never a tumor saying people buy from people. So you can have the best product in the world. But if you're someone who people don't take easily to, you're going to find it difficult to, to build, you know, to build that network, to build that that kind of platform where people will want to come and buy your product. So you have to kind of be personable. Um, and even if you are someone who is um, naturally quite introvert, you really have to just push yourself out of your comfort zone and just get into the way of, I kind of think, practice it. You do it in front of the mirror um, and I'll get less cringeworthy. Hi, I'm Nikki Carney from Publishing Coaching. But think of a couple of questions and always ask them a question. You know, you don't need to come in and say, oh, hi, I do blah, 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 blah. The first thing is if you ask them, they are going to talk. And then hopefully they'll naturally ask you, well, tell me about your business. And just thinking on that, when you say yeah, you might have a couple of questions, do you have a couple of go-tos that you, you always go for? Usually the first one is, so tell, so tell me about your business. What is it What is it that, that you do? Um, and if they say, oh, I'm just a um, graphic designer or I am just a virtual assistant, I always say, well, tell me more about it. You know, what, what, is, your, what is your niche in the market? What is it that you, you um, or what is it you're looking for? What kind of clients do you want? I might know someone that I can put you in touch with. So that tends to be the two that will allow someone to open up. And you're not asking anything too personal that they feel, oh God, you know, don't want to tell you that, don't know you. <laughs> now, I'm wondering if perhaps you have a, a, a sneaky little advantage here, Nikki, because I, I know from another podcast, you, you mentioned it on this one slightly as well, um, about the idea of the colour profiling that you do and the coaching that can come off the back of that as well. And without going too in-depth, a lot of it's down to our behavioural traits. So I'm wondering if, as you've grown more experience in that line of work, and perhaps recognising the different traits of different behavioural styles, if that's maybe helped you read a networking room a little easier, maybe even adapt your behaviour slightly, depending on who you're speaking to. 
Absolutely. I, I, I do it all the time. You know, when I meet people for the first time, I'm already, you know, the, the cogs are, are whirring in my head thinking, hmm, are you yellow green or are you red yellow or are you blue? Um, and you pretty much, you know, the extrovert versus the introvert. So extrovert is um, red, yellow color energy, introvert is green, blue. Um, the extroverts do talk a lot. They are quite... Um, confident uh, they are quite um bold and determined um, and you'll you'll see them you know they, they're quite animated you know they use their hands to talk they, they talk a lot um, and they're probably quite easy to um network with because they're happy to talk i'm more interested in the people who are natural reflectors or more introvert uh, and, and it, for me it's a challenge to you know pull them out of themselves and get them to tell you more because I think it's, I keep putting myself in their shoes. Um, I, I think I've got quite a huge level of emotional intelligence. And if I see someone thinking, you can just tell by their face, they can, oh my God, I wish I wasn't here, I wish I wasn't here. So if you can go in and make it easy for them to start a conversation, um, it's, you know, I feel I've done, I've done, I am, um, not my job, but I feel like I've helped someone in that networking arena, as it were. Nikki, you're talking about difference personalities and different networking styles as a result. As you know, there are different networking formats out there. There are different organisations. We run different uh, types of networking format as well. You've a preferred type of event format? Yeah, I I, kind of like to mix it up. Um, I um, I really like the, um, struggling now, is it Contact Builder? Yes, one-on-one. I like the one-on-one because it is, for me, it's all about building a relationship with someone. And I remember when I, I think I did contact building for two years, and I remember the first year that I signed up for it, and Andrew had paired me with the first three people. I thought, I really know these people. This is rubbish. You know, what have I paid for? Um, Actually, when, when, (laughs) I'm coming to it, when I met with them, it was like, oh, you know what? I thought I knew you, but I don't. I know you to say, hi, how's the business? How are you doing? I didn't really know much about that person. Um, and, and after that hour of just this one-to-one chat, you really get a better understanding of that person. And that's when you start to like them. You start to build a relationship. And that's when you're already thinking that, hang on, I've met this other person. I can connect them with Bob or with you know, Angela, and I can help them build their business. Um, so f- I love that one-to-one. I do quite like going into a room full of people now. Um, and I think it's, you know, once you get to know people, you go into a room and you see a couple of pieces that you recognise and instantly that puts me at ease. And I think, oh, you know what, this is great. I, I know a few people. The tricky part is don't stick with those people. <laughs> Go up, say hello, get a little bit confident, get a little bit comfortable and make sure that you go and speak to people that you don't know. Um, and I think one of my tips, and I'm sure I got this from you, Andrew, is I set myself a goal of meeting three new people um, at every networking event that I go to. Um, so I have to say, it's been lovely talking to you. I just want to go and catch up with this person over here and go and introduce myself. So Because you've got to keep building that ne- network. Yes, that's great to, great to hear. We uh, talked in season one especially about networking. You're trying to increase the, the quantity and the quality you know, of the relationship. So if you're meeting somebody for the fifth, 10, 15th time, 
you're in a chat, that's great. You share updates, more information, but you've got to keep meeting new people, you know, then for the first time to then be able to meet them the fifth and the tenth and the fifteenth time. So that's that's great to hear. On a on a I suppose both business and personal levels, how have you benefited from networking in recent years? Um, basically got new clients, um, you know, being introduced to, and, and not just getting new clients, you don't just get them. It's having that introduction. It's a warm introduction. It's not doing this cold calling, cold emails. It's actually somebody saying, hey, you need to talk to Nikki because I think, you know, you two can work well together. And, you know, that's that's really just the start of it. Someone's opened the door for you. But it's yours to lose. You know, you need to build that relationship. You need to be able to go in and, and kind of sell your wares, as it were. Um, but that's not what you do at the networking. Um, it's, you know, once you get that lead. Um, so absolutely, I have um, built up such a good local client base. And that's important to me. You know, I get a lot of... Um, messages on LinkedIn from people I don't really know. You've connected with me. Oh, now I can help you generate leads. That's just not the way I work. For me, it's about building my business in the local area. Mm -hmm. um, sort of Aberdeen, Aberdeenshire. Maybe a little bit further, but I'm not, you know, for me personally, I'm not into being global world domination. That's not what my business is about. So the networking, so to answer your question, Andrew, the, the networking, absolutely has helped me build my business. I wouldn't have had, I would say 90% of my clients has come from networking. Great to, great to hear. You feel your networking skills have improved over time? You talked about, you know, very early on, it was practicing the saying hello, your, your name, and commission coaching. Um, do you still work at how you develop your, your networking? Yeah, I think it's, you know, every day is a school day. You're, you're always going to learn from it. And sometimes you'll get some experiences where you think you're going into the networking with the right mindset and you might have a disastrous conversation and think, oh, God, that was just awful. You know, that person's got a really bad impression of me or or I didn't get a good impression of that person because they've come across really desperate. You know, they've they've made a snap judgment that I am not going to be able to, to um, buy their wares, as it were, and they've just turned their back and then gone elsewhere. Um, so, yeah, absolutely, I think you're, you're always learning. Um, in the early days, I would have gone to the opening of an envelope. Anything that was going, I went. And I quickly learned, actually, that's not the way to do it. You know, find the ones that you are comfortable with. Um, so I've probably got about four go-to um, networking um groups that I, that I like to use. ABN obviously is, is my, my go-to. And again, I'm not saying that just because Andrew's in the room. I just like the format of it. Um, so find the ones that, that suit you. I think the other thing I did in the early days is I created a spreadsheet with someone's name, their uh, company, what their, their um, role was, contact details, where I met them, when I met them, and something about them that I could you know, ask them about if I met them again. So, you know, when we sign up for a networking um, event, you get the, the, the names of the attendees. I would, you know, read through it and think, oh, right, here's here's Johnny and here's Jean. Right, I met them whenever. And I've jotted it down. And it would be in my mind. So when I'd meet them, I'd say, oh, hi, how are you doing? I met you last time at whatever event. And people really like that. The fact that you've remembered them and you said, oh, how's your sick 
cat? Is it better now? Or how, <laughs> how's your daughter? Did you get the exam results she was looking for? And mm-hmm. people are really touched by that. And it's that personal side of it. Um, and I think that's been a really good thing um, that, that's helped me, definitely. And I'm sure I got that tip from a, a training course um, on networking, whether it was yours, Andrew, or somebody else's. And I, I, I adopted that early on, um, and I found that really good. I think for me recently, um, probably since the start of 2021, business has gotten so busy that I haven't done much networking. Um, but that's always where you want to be. You want to be in that position where, you know, paid work is taking over everything because um, that's where you want to be. But I am very conscious of the fact that I want to get back into to doing some more networking because if you fall off that that route as it were and people tend to forget about you you strike me as someone who's very detailed very organized nikki uh, you're talking about spreadsheets there this is a different kind of spreadsheet i'm about to talk about um and what if you take this into the networking world this organization for instance do you plan which events you'll attend to gain maximum benefit is there an annual budget attached to networking do you see it as a as a form of marketing that's a really good question, John. Um, I think, as I say, in, in the first <laughs> you sound year, surprised. <laughs> in, the, in the first year, as I say, I went to everything, and I spent I spent more than I made in my first year going to networking events. And you know, I've got I've got you know the my accounting software that tells you what you spent your money on. <laughs> um, and networking was one of the highest in in year one, obviously. Um, so. Definitely once I got to the point where I thought, right, I need to be a little bit more um, structured with how I'm doing this. Um, I was a busy fool, I felt, um, in the first year, but I felt I needed to do it. So I did definitely start to to plan out, well, okay, I'm only going to go to two networking events this month, and these are the ones I'm going to choose. And that was why it kind of was a natural selection of the um, groups that I I attended because you would say, well, I'm only going to two, so ABN's my top one and this is my next one. Um, And then financially, definitely as part of your marketing package, it has to be um, where you are meeting people and then, you know, following up with them, making sure that you're having that connection, um, making sure that if you're on um, ABN, you comment on any posts that they put, you do that on LinkedIn, you do it in Facebook, whatever someone else is, is, you know, advertising their own business, make sure that you're contributing to their flow of uh, social media. So it helps them to, to be, you know, to, to rise up in the ranks as well. This isn't um, necessarily a networking related question as such, more one connected to the, the pandemic, which has affected businesses everywhere to some degree. I wonder how it affected Connection Coaching and is there something that maybe adapted to relatively quickly? Have you made business alterations as a result in terms of future business practice? Yeah, definitely. So everything went online. Um, the workshops that I ran, I, I took a little bit longer to get those online and that was the fear of technology. Um, but I have a colleague who who helps me a lot, and we um, we did a lot together. So it would be a bit of a, a tag team. So we would do the the workshops online. Coaching has gone online, and I think that is probably going to remain online because it cuts down on travel. You don't need to be in a public space, and when someone's at home or in their own home being coached. They're more relaxed. They're more in the the headspace that they have. You know, they're not in an office environment. They're not in a public environment. Um, so they they think a lot more 
deeply about the questions that, that you're you're posing them. And um, I think from a coaching point of view, that will definitely continue. From a network working point of view, I think um I think Zoom and Teams worked well. Um but you still can't beat face-to-face. Mm-hmm. Being in the room with people, being able to watch someone's body language, you don't always get that on a screen, particularly when you're looking at maybe 12 to 15 people. You can't watch everybody. It's much, much easier when you're in person. You've, you've half answered the next question or you've answered one of the two the next questions, uh, which is also half. Anyway, it sounds like you've missed, you've missed in-person networking. Have you made plans yet for, for any upcoming events that you've booked on? When are you going to get back into the networking in the room with body language? Yeah, well, I was hoping to start in September and things have just been too busy. Now we're here, we are halfway through October. So I'm hoping to, to get to at least one, if not two, before the, the end of the year. Um, I've, been, I've been delivering uh, workshops face-to-face since, I think my first one back was June, which was just lovely. Um, really nice to be able to do that. So, yeah, I am hoping to get back face-to-face relatively soon. I will get something booked in the next week or two. If you look back to, to when you were that networking newbie, uh, what would you, uh, what would the Nikki of now tell Nikki then about going into the room? Um, I think just just be confident. Uh, be yourself. Absolutely be yourself, unless you're a complete beep then just be the best version of yourself you know um it's it is all about being personable um and and i know a lot of people just they've got no time for that small talk as is the classic but actually it's a small talk that, that is how you're going to get to meet people um i think just keep keep at it because the more networking events you go to the more people you will get to know you walk into a room, you'll recognise faces. That builds your, your confidence. That makes you feel, oh, whew, okay, I don't feel quite so nervous now. Um, so, yeah, keep at it. Give you an option on this one, Nikki, because your answer might come from personal experience. And if it does, and you're, you're happy enough to share that, that's great, but you don't have to. It's sort of the polar opposite of Andrew's previous question. If Andrew's looking for the bit of advice you give to someone for networking, I'm looking for the, the one thing you'd absolutely stress to someone to avoid doing at a networking event, under no circumstances do this. What's this in that instance? Oh, it's got to be don't sell. Don't come in and say, you know, this is what I do. Do, do you want to buy it? Absolutely not. Because people who are well-seasoned networkers will smile, nod, uh, no thanks, walk away. Uh, and, and people who are, are new to it, well, you're just going to turn them off because it's like, oh, God, it's not what I was expecting networking was going to be. Finally, Nikki, how do you feel you could improve your networking from this point on? Is there any improvement left for you? Um, yeah, as I say, I think every day is a small day. I think we can always you know, continuous improvement in whatever you do. Um, I, oh, what, what do I still need to do? Um, yeah, I think it's just, I think it's, it's about make sure that I, I continue to do the networking because we, as I say, yeah, it's great and busy and, and that paid work is always what you want. Um, but you've kind of got to get that balance. You still need to be keeping those relationships going because if you're too busy within the business, then you know you might get to a point where actually that um, pool of uh, clients might start to dry up and then you're back to oh you know what I'm almost back to square one again because I've I've let those relationships 
cooled down a little bit, as it were, or people haven't seen me for a long time. So I think even if you're only going to something every, you know, once a month or once every two months, you know, keep your keep your face out there um, in in the the networking world. It's interesting that Andrew, isn't it? It's it's one of I, I think probably Nikki's the first person to bring it up, but we touched on this in in season one that when you're really busy, that's one of the times that you should actually be going out and networking more. People make the mistake of of falling into the trap of, well, I'm busy. I don't need to network. You know, when, when am I going to do it? I, you know, obviously everything's fine. Nikki's saying there, no, no, I have to find time in the diary. And she's probably the first person in our sort of real life chats that's done that. Yeah, I think it's the natural reaction to say, business is great just now. And the pipelines are great as well. Networking events take a lot of time. We just don't have the time just now. You know, here is the paid work. So it's, it's not easy, but that is, as Nikki has said, absolutely the time to say, I'm going to go networking, I'm going to go regularly, maybe not as often as I did before, or that I might do in the future, but it could be once every month, maybe no, uh, no less than, than once every, every two months. And just to stay, yeah, in people's minds, because again, can be human nature, say, oh, I haven't seen a Nikki Kearney for it, well, they're still, still in business. The reality is, Nikki's never been so busy, don't let people's minds go that way. Go and see them and share with them how busy you are because they like to hear that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think social media is exactly the same. Um, you need to keep up with that. And, and people are like, oh, I just don't have time for it. As, as Andrew says, it takes five minutes a day. Um, and it does. You just pop on there, put, you post something, reply to someone else's. Because um, it is, it's about keeping you at the forefront of people's minds, isn't it? And that is it. That is episode nine in season two of Cows Not Cow, how to make your networking really work. The herd is heard. Our aim is to help you on your networking journey through showcasing the journeys of others, perhaps similar to your own. We'll highlight people at various stages on that networking process, and every single one of them has value to share with you. Next time, we meet Lee Reed of ETPM. In the meantime, if you want to catch up with any of our podcasts so far from season one or season two, make sure you follow us on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. We're out there everywhere. And please feel free to rate and review our podcast as well. If you'd like to find out more about Andrew, the art of networking or the networking scene in Aberdeen in Scotland, check out abnworks.co.uk for some more networking blog tips. That's abnworks.co.uk. And you'll find Andrew on LinkedIn as well, where he's always happy to make new connections and chat about people's networking questions, experiences, and challenges. Search Andrew Smith from Aberdeen Business Network on LinkedIn. We'll see you next time. And thanks for listening.